the Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast. Interviews with million-dollar-plus plumbing and HVAC business owners on how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your business and discover what they are doing to keep their phone ringing, trucks running, and businesses booming. With your host, Josh Nelson. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us on today's episode of the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Profits Podcast. I'm really excited to be interviewing Christian from Devlin Plumbing today, and he's had a lot of growth and success in his plumbing and HVAC business, and I'm just really excited that he, he's willing to come on the show and share. Of course, we're doing something a little bit different for those of you that are with us live today. Uh, we're live on Facebook, uh, and if you're listening to it after the fact, just know that uh, this was a, a new experience. So. Christian, thanks so much for joining us and taking the time to, to get together today. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit, just to get started, just kind of give us a background of Devlin Plumbing, kind of the you know, 10,000 foot overview, how many guys, how many trucks, kind of the background story. Yeah, so the background story is, uh, you know, I was running a new construction plumbing business in 2004, and I offered him a partnership because I felt like I could do what he was doing and, and really grow the business. And he laughed at me. So I, uh, I think I was, uh, got to do the math. Uh, that was what, 12 years ago. So I was 28, you know, and I, I thought I could do what he was doing. So I went out and I, I pursued all the work that I told him that I was going to go after for him, started my own business. So we did, uh, we got to about uh, 10 trucks. And then the economy crashed and I was hurt pretty badly, just like everybody else was. And I wasn't prepared for that. And uh, we had done about $11 million in business between 2005 and 2009. And I didn't make any money. So let that be a lesson learned for anybody that thinks just because you have dollars going into your bank account that you're making money. So um, but we're doing $11 million in business. There should have been a lot more cushion for me to be able to, uh, withstand that fall and the economy crashing. So I had to start back over again in 2010 by myself. Um, you know, I have a family to feed. I have talents and I have skills and I have a strong back, strong hands. So I uh, took any business that would come my way, uh, worked for myself for about three years and started hiring. I hired my first employee again in 2013 uh, when I started marketing and in, in the, um, business became more than I could stand. Awesome. And so, so the lesson there was commercial business, while the numbers can be big, it's not necessarily as lucrative as you might think. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> and so, so it sounds like 2010, you restarted, uh, kind of started to accelerate the growth in 2013. Where's the company today? Kind of where do you guys sit in terms of trucks and revenues and all that fun stuff? Yeah, so we're, uh, I would say that we're 6.1 trucks. And the reason I say that is uh, we have five, five plumbers, uh, plumbing technicians. We have one parts runner. I added a parts runner this year, and I found that to be, I'm all about efficiency and momentum. And that was something that I, I felt, found myself doing a lot was running parts to guys to keep the job going. Um, mm -hmm. You know, time kills all deals. So when you've sold a water heater, it's a good idea to, get that water heater on site right away before the people, you know, have, have time to uh, shop around basically. And then, yeah. so I say the point one trucks is because I'll still go out and do a call when we have too much work. So I, I know what I'm doing. I, I probably shouldn't be doing that, but you know, I make marketing promises and uh, 
about being on time and about getting the job done and same day service and different things. So if it means me going out and strapping my tool belt on, I'll go do it. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to quit that soon. I, I don't like doing that. You like working on the business and not in the business. Yeah, I don't get to prepare for the next day when things like that happen. And uh, that drives me insane. But at the same time, you know, uh, like I said, I make marketing promises and I, I try to be a person that keeps my promises. Nice. So you're the, you're the point one, you're the point one truck for the extra stuff. One, yeah. It doesn't happen all the time, but I'll, I'll do it if I need to. Which is not bad. At least it's not like the 0.75 truck, right? Yeah, you're exactly. Exactly. Too, too often. Yes, so I'm really excited because this is, this is the great, the great story of, you know, you went from 2010, really kind of the solo entrepreneur, the guy in the truck doing the work to today, you've got a real business running with guys doing the work and you working on the business. So that's, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So whenever I go into this, this podcast, I usually try and frame it in terms of market message media, right? If you're going to market your plumbing or HVAC business to generate inbound leads and to generate sales, you have to have that triangle figured out, right? Market is who's your customer, you know, messages, how do you communicate what you do so that they want to choose you versus the competition. And of course, media is how do you get that message out in front of those ideal customers so that you can get the phone ringing and calls coming in. So I always like to start with the first pillar, which is, which is market. And so how would you define your market and the types of people that you serve? Uh, our market right now, you know, we're in a, we're in a tourism based market. I'm in the Myrtle beach area and okay. the whole county has a population of about 500,000. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, homeowners, I think, uh, I, am not a numbers guy. You guys will have to forgive me. I'm more of a creative, but I, I think homeowners, there's maybe 280,000, 300,000, but we are, I think the second fastest growing, uh, area in the country. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's, uh, we have a ton of seniors from up North flooding in, uh, this is a good place because it's halfway between Florida and uh, New York. So mm -hmm. when people consider where they're going to move and where they're going to retire to, this is a great place to retire to because the, the taxes are low. The weather's decent for most of the year. There's tons to do. And it's uh, not as far away from New York, New Jersey, Maryland as uh, Florida would be. So a lot of people are choosing South Carolina. It's a, it's a great place to live. And uh, so that's, that's our market. Now, when I market to people, I, I try to market to those seniors, people typically 40 years and older that own their home. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of high end homes here, you know, million dollar plus homes. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't find those to be our ideal customers. Our ideal customers are typically the people in a two to $300,000 home. Uh, you know, somebody that's retired, that's not house poor, mm -hmm. and, uh, has some disposable income that they, uh, you know, they, they choose us. You know, we're not the cheapest in our market, but we're not the most expensive. And we uh, have a lot of success with those people. Awesome. So, so really clear on who that customer is. And interesting, you say, you know, you're, you're not the cheap guy. You kind of position yourself as, as the quality provider. But you're also not going after the after the mega millionaire homes. What what was it about that demographic that didn't fit for you? Just out of curiosity. Uh, it, it, it's strange. Uh, maybe people listening will agree with me that it seems to me that the people are never home. Mm. Uh, the, the nanny's there. The housekeeper's there. There's nobody there that can make a decision. There's nobody there that you could show all the problems to. 
um, a lot of times they, um, a lot of times those folks have a guy that handles everything for them. So they have a handyman and then everything that you do has to filter through the handyman. And it's, it's, it's just, for us, it's not ideal. I'm not saying we, we, we have a lot of customers that live in those million dollar plus homes and they're great. But in terms of uh, me being excited when somebody calls from the million dollar neighborhood, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't look, some people would think that that's just this great place to make a bunch of money. And I just haven't found that, it, that it, that's the case. Those, those folks, for whatever reason, it just doesn't jive with us. And uh, uh, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive. You would think that those would be the people that you would be able to profit the most from, but we, mm -hmm. we profit the most from uh, people in the two to $300,000 range. Very, very interesting. So clear on the kind of the age group, clear on the kind of the value of the home and um, clear that it's residential for you and not, and not mostly commercial projects. Yeah, now we do commercial, we'll do some commercial work. It's, it again is not ideal. Um, our goal, my goal in this business is to completely be 100% working for the end user of our plumber, or, or of our plumbing, not a middleman. Uh, we like to, we would like to be 100% COD in a couple of years. Right now we're, you know, a lot of the stuff we do, we wait on the money, mm. uh, but not the majority. So okay. uh, cash flow is important to us. It's important to a business and get paid the days is very important so we will do a restaurant we'll do uh we'll work for a hotel we'll work for property management but we're not marketing to them and uh our priority is taking care of the folks that um are going to use our plumbing and are going to pay us that day awesome good so clear, clear on the on the market so once we're clear on the market the next thing is what's the message right so how do we go to that 200 to $250,000 homeowner in their 40s to, to 80s and, and say something that makes them want to choose us versus the competition. So how do you position yourself and what's one of your unique selling proposition um, in your business? Well, our, our unique selling proposition is uh, I focus mostly on risk reversal. Okay. That's something I've learned in my marketing research about uh, guaranteeing somebody that they're going to be satisfied, guaranteeing money back. And, and what I want to make clear to people is that it's safe to do business with us that you cannot lose. You're either going to get a great product or you're going to get your money back. You know, we, we emphasize the fact that our, our men are drug free, that they're background checked and that they're trained. Um, we emphasize the fact that they're going to be uniform, that they have ID. Uh, we call ahead when, when we're coming in and, you know, basically, like I said, I try to keep my marketing promises. I, I don't want there to be a surprise. My, my men, for the most part, are clean cut and uh, they're good communicators. They're not scary when, when they come to the door. And, um, you know, we try to think, uh, I try to, I don't, you know, one thing that I learned, and I think I learned it from listening to your podcast, was that it doesn't matter what I think, you know, uh, it matters what Miss Jones thinks. And, um, you know, I, I lean on my wife a lot when it comes to, uh, learning what makes her feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. um, with, with workers in the house, with workers outside the house. And I do everything I can to communicate that to my men that, um, you know, certain things make people feel uncomfortable. And yeah. It, our, you can... our marketing message is, is focused around safety and that it's a win-win situation for the, for the customer and that they can't lose doing business with, with Devlin Plumbing. Awesome. Yeah, and then at that point, you know, you can sell Joe Jones what Joe Jones buys when you can see Joe Jones with Joe Jones' eyes. 
in your case, that, that, that's the, the female homeowner um, that's making the decision in a lot of cases is what you're experiencing? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she's the one that's home. Mm-hmm. And she's making those decisions. And, you know, when you're hiring a guy, I would I, I don't have it yet, but I, I know when as we grow and we get bigger, I'm going to make sure that a, a woman is, does the hiring. And I've heard it said best that there needs, there's a certain amount of ick factor that goes into it when a man is in front of a woman. And there's things that she can sense about him that I don't. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I trust everybody. And, you know, my wife will say, you know, I, I get a bad feeling about that guy. And, you know, you need to listen to those things because there's certain signals that people give off of creepiness that you need to be well aware of uh, before you send them into your home, into, I, into a person's home. I like that a lot. You know, get, at least make sure there's a woman involved in your hiring decisions, right? So you make sure that kind of passes the stink test on the front end. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's important. And I, you know, um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I, I know the larger companies do that. It's a, it's really important. Good, good stuff. So now we're clear on the market, we're clear on the message, um, and we can start to talk about the stuff that everyone likes to talk about, which is the, the media and the way that you get that message in front of your ideal customer. So let's just talk about your marketing mix. You, you've had great growth from you know, a couple hundred thousand to almost 1.5, going from just yourself to six trucks. So talk to us about how you generate the leads to keep those trucks running. Yeah, you know, it's it's been best said that uh, marketing is everything and everything is marketing. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the show The Office. And what you can learn from The Office is there's this man on there named Bob Vance. And Bob Vance introduces himself as Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. It doesn't matter who he's uh, talking to. He shakes a person's hands. He's telling them about the business. And, and I'm a lot like that. And, uh, you know, there's no magic bullet that's going to bring you all your leads. You know, you need to come out of obscurity and you need to be everywhere and you just don't know where that next phone call is coming from. So that's why it's important. And, you know, the way that I started, um, you know, when I, when I started by myself in 2010, I took the crappiest work available, which was, was uh, warranty work. Mm. I was doing two to 300 calls a year by myself doing warranty work. So, so how do I make the best of that situation? So what I would do is I I was a madman with the stickers. Everything got a sticker, the inside of the cabinet door, the garbage disposal, the uh, water heater got a a sticker. We started writing thank you notes to people that um, we were working for. We would give out cards to the neighbors. I would, um, you know, just make sure that anybody and everybody knew that I did plumbing, um, Anywhere that I was, I would leave business cards at restaurants. I would leave flyers at restaurants. Anybody that would let me put my marketing materials out there for free, they would get it. You know, so we. Um, I think I if I can pause you there for a sec, you yeah. said something really interesting, which is, you know, if you're kind of buying the business at the beginning to do warranty work or whatever lower end generation that you get. Make sure that you're taking that first buyer and turning them into a repeat buyer. That's what he's talking about, right? It's a it's a very low profit call that he went on for all of those years, but he left stickers, he sent thank you notes, he he planted seeds so that the next time that warranty buyer needed a plumbing repair or whatever they needed plumbing centric, they knew and liked and trusted him and they would call him again in the future, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. You think you're, you think you're God's gift to the plumbing world and then somebody will call you a year later and say, 
man, I'm, I'm so glad I found your car because me and my wife, we just couldn't remember who you were and who it was. So while you think you're the light of their life, you're, you're not. And uh, it's really important to, to leave little reminders of who that was. And, you know, previously my business cards and my stickers had my face on it. Um, I have tried to get away from uh, being a, a business built around my personality uh, much. Uh, and, and there was reasons for that. And it has to do with maybe sellability later on down the line. Mm. Um, but, it, you know, we, we switched to a logo. But, yeah, like I said, you, you got to leave things behind. So that's that's our first leg of the marketing. And that was my guerrilla uh, approach to um you know, getting my name out there with no capital because that's the one thing is, is I, I, the only money that I had to build this business was what I was making through uh, working those warranty calls and, and whatever else would come in. So whenever I'd make a little bit of extra money, I'd go to Vistaprint and print something up and have it sent out and, and, and make that investment. Nice. You know, and then what we, I, I really started marketing um, when I, you know, you start hiring your first employee, you get a little nervous about the workflow. Mm. So in 2013, uh, I listened to the uh, Kelly Russell interview that you did, Josh, with um, on, on your podcast. I'm a podcast junkie. So I listened to him and he gave some advice to uh, give him a call if you needed, you know, if you needed any help, he'd be glad to answer any questions. So I took him up on that offer. I, I called him and he, he basically uh, told me, uh, he looked at some of the pictures on my website and he told me I look like a slob and no, not really, but, you know, I decided I needed to, to get uh, better uniforms. And so I did that and I, you know, I bought some shirts off Amazon, got them embroidered, bought some uh, blue pants. So we, we started working towards our professional image. So the, I think the professional image is, is extremely important with your marketing. Um, you know, when your guys are in and out of the Home Depot and Lowe's and stores and wherever and people see that logo on there they see a clean-cut guy with a shirt tucked in and wearing a belt and uh, you know brown shoes it it goes far and then when people ask for recommendation they, they don't hesitate to recommend the company that looks professional because there's a there's an assumption that because they look professional they do a professional job um you know so we uh we uh i guess for marketing also we we leave uh we leave magnets behind with useful information so we try to make the magnet something that the people aren't likely to throw away we ha we have one with emergency phone numbers local emergency phone numbers suicide hotline different things like that the gas company we have another one with the conversion chart of uh you know converting quarts to pints and teaspoons to tablespoons mm. so we try to make it where if they're going to have something on their refrigerator that they're going to not want to throw it away. We've had another one I made recently with, believe it or not, I put Psalm 23 on there. You know, the Lord is my okay. shepherd. And it's been a big hit. You know, nice. I'm a little nervous about handing that out, but you know, if you're going to have something on your refrigerator uh, with our, our brand, or our logo down in the corner, uh, you know, a lot of people, that's a comforting verse for a lot of people. So mm -hmm. we give them a choice as to which one they want. The guys are always surprised that uh, you know, a lot of times people are choosing the one with the Psalm 23 on it. So, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to try new things and I figure what, what, what would be somebody not likely to throw away? And that's, that's a good one right there. And it's, yeah, that's um, smart. You know, that's smart. You know, giving them options and, and not making it just about you, but making it something that they would actually want up on the fridge. Yeah, and, exactly. And what I really like is a lot of what you've, you've talked about so far, I know you do a lot of other things, but a lot of, you know, what he's talked about so far and what I want you guys, the listeners to take away 
uh, at least from this portion, is he spent a lot of time thinking about how can he put his arms around the customer and make sure that it's not a single transaction. It's a transaction that plants a seed and drives repeat referral business into the future. I think that's one of the key secrets to his, his growth and success. And um, so the key takeaway, though, from that, that conversation with, with Kelly Russell was the image, right? Find up the image, make sure that you're a referable plumbing and HVAC company and the kind of company that, that people choose, right? Correct. Yeah, and that's not all I took away from our conversation. But since we're on the subject of marketing, that in terms of marketing, that's what, you know, I changed. Uh, you know, your uniform is marketing. Yep. It, it absolutely is. And, um, you know, I remember seeing, I remember when my father was in the hospital a couple of years, he passed away, but I remember a doctor being in there and he had jeans and dirty tennis shoes on and, you know, he had the lab coat on, but I, I judged him. You know, I, I didn't view him as somebody competent to take care of my dad and it had everything to do with what he was wearing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's reality. Perception is reality and people need to get a grasp on that. That, um, doesn't matter what you think. It matters what your customer thinks. Absolutely. So, so true. So tell us, tell us what other types of marketing you do in order to, to generate phone calls. Yeah, so like I said, you have to come out of obscurity. So we, we have big obnoxious vans riding around town with our, with our, our branded logo on it. And uh, nice. they are loud and proud and they're in your face and they're unmistakable. And, you know, I, I did that on purpose. And, Absolutely. you know, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of plumbers and, you know, they, they ask a bunch of plumbers as to, what it is that you know they'll, they'll have a new logo and they'll be a skull and crossbones or something with their name beside it and then they'll they'll do a focus group with a bunch of the other plumbers on the forum and i always say you know do, you know ask ask the people around town what they think of your logo and so we did that with our logo on the vans and and i asked my facebook friends uh you know got feedback from the women and different things as to what they liked about the different logo options that i had chosen and they they liked this little guy that I have behind me because he's, he's innocuous. He's, he's not offensive. He can, he's, he's friendly looking. He looks like he's harmless. Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's important that we let them know that we're uh, in that, you know, with, with what's on our vans that we're, um, you know, kind of get the attitude of our company across with an icon um, without having to necessarily say a slogan. Cause we, we feel like the man, little man is memorable. We always hear about the little man, the little, man. The little, the little cartoon figure, right? Yep. So we, we, you know, we do the vans, we have these signs, we, 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 every light post we're in a, in the unincorporated areas of town that we can get a sign on. We stick a, a yard sign up. Uh, um, we get them printed. And when my parts runner's not doing anything, he's got to now sign up. So okay. we get a lot of feedback as to, we see your signs everywhere in the, you know, I don't think people call you from the signs, but when they go to the internet or they go to the yellow pages, they make an association between that sign that they've been seeing all over town or that van they've seen all over town. And when they go to choose you, there's some familiarity there. They don't feel like they're taking a, a stab in the dark at hiring a provider there. And that when the more you market to, you're sending a message to people that tells them that you want, their business you know there's, there's there's something subconscious there is that you know you got the guy that brags about not marketing or not um you know he's just word of mouth i mean it's really hard to tell as to whether or not he really wants your business mm. but the guy that's in your face all over town is, is sending you a message you know call me call me I, I want you to call me it's not you know you're not wasting my time i'm 
you know, a lot of people will call me that know me personally and say, I know you're busy, but can you do, you know, it's like, no, that's what, that's what we're in business for. We want, we want to serve you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so we've got, we've got billboards on wheels. We made a conscious decision to invest in good rack trucks so that as you guys are going about town, kind of planting that seed in all your customers' minds. And then literally posting what, like uh, large signs is about this, this big? You know, in- no, no, they're only about 12. They're, they're only about a little bit bigger than, uh, I'd say, twice the size of a piece of loose leaf, and we put them right on the light posts. Okay. Oh, know, so. They're small. Uh, anything bigger would get broken by the wind. Got it. Uh, just just the logo and, and the name, and uh, there is a track and phone number on there that I can track if somebody were to call from there. Nobody calls from there. But they <laughs> call. Yeah, but they call later from another number, and they tell us that they see our signs all over town. Um, some other ninja moves that we do for marketing, too, is uh, the granite companies in our area. Uh, we give them a brochure with a price list on what it would cost to hook their plumbing up after they've had granite installed. Yeah. Uh, and we offer a same-day guarantee on that, that if you get your granite done in the morning, we're, gonna, we're not going home until you have water in your kitchen. Nice. And we, we give them the prices. And that's a, that's a big no, no for a lot of people They you know, you don't give people prices. You don't give people prices, but I, you know, uh, we, we, we win the customer and they, they know what it's going to cost and they see the brochure about our company and they call us. So I don't know how many people are turned away by our prices, but I know how many people actually call us. So what's important to me is the amount of people that call us. And you get a decent number of calls from that activity. I'd say one a week. And, and typically what's good about that person is, is when somebody's getting granite, a lot of times somebody just moved to town. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they just bought a house and they didn't like the countertops and they're getting put in. So we get a, we get a customer that gets to try us first. And typically somebody that's tried us first, they're not going to try somebody else. Yeah. Again, they're, they're people don't want to risk something. So they're going to stick with what they know. And, you know, I'd say 99% of the time we do a good job. That's really cool. That's one of the. I, I think that's the first time I've heard that strategy, but I like it. It makes tons of sense, right? It, you know, reach out to the guys that do granite fabrication. That that you know, they're going to be putting that in their home. They're not going to install the plumbing. So get relationships going with those guys and get that business. And of course, first of all, they're putting in granite, so that's kind of a higher end buyer usually. And um, like you said, if they're remodeling the kitchen or moving in new. Um, you're planting that seed and, and buying that, that customer. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we've done that. Um, we uh, also work with air conditioning. We're not an HVAC company. Um, mm-hmm. I plan on adding it one day when I find the right person to run it. Um, but we, we work with the heat and air companies in the area and uh, we always refer them. They refer us and, you know, they're, they're a lot of times people change their water heater out while they're changing the um, heating and air. Sometimes yeah. they're in the same closet in these condos, so we get a lot. We get a lot from that. Um, we get a lot from working with handymen. You know, handymen are, you know, plumbers despise handymen because they take a lot of work from them. But at the same time, a handyman's good because when he gets to something that blows his mind, mm. like a slab leak or something that he can't figure out, you know, the homeowner respects him. But when he says, you know, I, there's no way I could figure this out, ma'am. I'm, I'm going to need you to call these guys. We come in already positioned as the expert. And with some trust behind us, so we don't despise handymen. I think it's just something you got to get used to. Um, they're out there; they're going to be there. They're not going anywhere. So, learn to work with them if you can. So, one question on those lines, uh, especially pretty much any 
plumbing company could do what you're talking about, aligning themselves with the, the HVAC companies. Um, how do you make that connection? Um, is there some type of, you know, reciprocity or is it all to say, look, we're a quality plumbing company. If your clients need us, we're here for you type of thing. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I, you know, I usually make a phone call to the guys and ask them about a certain marketing piece that they may be doing. So, I, you know, the one in my area right now that I work the most with, I called him about an ad that he was running in the Catholic Church uh, bulletin. So I decided to call him and ask him how it was working out for him. And that's good advice for anybody if they call you and say that they have a marketing piece that's good for you. Call the people that are still marketing in it and see if it's working before you actually decide to buy into it. So I called him and we formed a relationship. And, uh, you know, sometimes these guys get in a bind or they break something or they, uh, you know, go out there and do it for free for them. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll stick in their mind after that. And, you know, we'll come out and unclog a drain that their guys couldn't get, or they might've broke a pipe because they dropped the air conditioner on it. You know, take, take care of those guys. Don't, don't, don't scalp them, you know, realize that they're a valuable relationship. Nice. So everything there is really like almost like an affiliate play, right? Connect with the HVAC company, connect with the handyman, connect with the granite company because they're talking to your same customer and they can refer you if they know, like, and trust you. Exactly. Yeah. And we do the same thing for realtors. We try to take care of, you know, we, we just did a, we just did a water softener for a realtor that refers us all the time. Um, hmm. You know, and we did, uh, we did it for cost. Okay. And, uh, you know, I don't do that up front. I do that for the realtors that actually refer us all the time. So you'll get a call. It's a, it's a running joke among plumbers that the a realtor call up, say, if you take care of me on this one, you'll get all my work. And it's like, right. okay, you know, we, we hear that every day and that nobody ever, you know, I learned a couple of years ago that that promise never goes through, but there are people that actually truly give you all their work and give you all their referrals and you need to take care of those people. And they, um, they're not looking elsewhere to, to send their, their customers to. And like I said, realtors are, are good too. One of our best clients are the people that just moved to town because once we have them, we have them and they're not looking for somebody else. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, so we do that. We have air conditioning companies, electricians, handymen. Um, one of the, one of the plays that I made recently, I think is, well, not recently, but a couple years ago, I made an investment in review buzz. Okay. And uh, you know, I, I, that was probably one of the best investments that we made for um, marketing uh, because we, we probably have 500 um, five-star reviews across the web right now. And it's, it's a really robust, you know, we're not in just one place. We probably, we have 79 Google reviews right now. We have a lot of Angie's list reviews. We have uh, Yelp reviews, um, super pages reviews, better business reviews. They're, they're just everywhere. We have a lot of the review buzz reviews and, you know, we're, we're down the road from an 85 truck company. And if you look on the web and you don't know any better, we look like a bigger company than the 85 truck company because we have more reviews than they do. Wow. So that's, that's been a really good play. And I think that with, uh, you know, I made, you know, we have a yellow page ad too. And I I've told you before, Josh, that, you know, people look in the yellow pages and then they'll actually look you up online. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're, you know, marketing is changing. Uh, it used to be that you could brag about yourself and people would kind of just, you know, go with it or believe it. And now you can brag about yourself all you want. They're going to check up on that social proof and to see whether or not those promises that you're making in your marketing are true. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's 
that's pretty awesome. I love Review Buzz. A lot of our clients use Review Buzz. A lot of the other people that have been on this podcast. Um, and obviously, those reviews help with your rankings. They help with your conversion rate. They help all of the marketing you're doing to convert into, into customers. But I also deal with a lot of companies that use Review Buzz that haven't gotten 500 reviews. So there are some some things you must be doing specifically to get that kind of momentum. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, being that we're a smaller company compared to most of the people that may be listening that you you actually work for, um, I'm 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 involved in every single transaction that goes down, and I am hell bent on getting that five star review because you know right now with my business I'm in I'm in growth mode, I'm in customer acquisition mode. I I just want that five star review. I'll do whatever it takes. I always do what right is right, even if it hurts. Mm. And you know so. Like I said, we make the marketing promises and I'm still, we're still small enough a company that I can make sure that those marketing promises are actually, um, come through. So, you know, we, we just try hard and we, we also, I think it comes down to company culture. That's a, it's a, it's so important. And that's something that I work really hard at. So we meet at the shop every morning. Uh, all the guys are gathered in a room. Um, they're, you know, they're filling out their paperwork and we're talking about what went down the day before we're giving accolades where they need to go. We're, um, we're, we're talking about problem customers and different things like that. And we're talking about things that went wrong. And, you know, I always try to make sure that my attitude towards the, the customer trickles down to the guys because what I've learned, you know, in being in business since 2005, that if I, if I have a customer that I'm not completely fond of, or that aggravates me, my guys will let that show, you know? So what I've learned is, is that, um, you know, me as the leader, whatever attitude I take is going to be reflected by the guys. So I, you know, I completely changed that, that, that I, I let my guys know that our customers are not an interruption of our work, that they're, they're why we're in business, they're that we need them, that we value them. And that, um, you know, I've made that five-star review um, even above, how much the ticket might be and that could be detrimental to our profits. So a lot of, a lot of companies are all about how, how big's the ticket, how big's the ticket and the, the, how big the ticket is very important to me, but I would rather win the customer than, than necessarily win the sale. And that right. could prove, that could prove to be uh, a wise move on my part or it could prove to be something that I, I, I shouldn't have done. And maybe I should have been all, you know, uh, money hungry, but, Right now, we're we're trying to build something, and that five star review is is what I'm focusing on, and I'm hoping it works out for me. Well, that's fantastic. It's working out so far, right? It it is. It is. Like I said, we we have no shortage of work. The phone rings a lot, and um, the majority of our feedback is we saw your reviews. We saw your reviews. We saw your reviews. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and I'll tell you too, uh, you asked about how we get those. Well, we took Review Buzz's advice and we have on the back of a personalized business card uh, asking for the review. And one thing that they, they taught me when we signed up was that the customer doesn't want to review your company. Mm. They want to review your guy. You know, they might view the company as some big corporation and uh, it, it's soulless. It, it doesn't have a heart, but the, the, the guy that was just in your house that just got married or just had a baby. He's, he's a real live human being. And that guy, when he asks for that and says, can you give me a five-star review? Can you give me some feedback? Uh, they, they're willing to do that for him. 
Yeah. I might be willing to do that for the company. So the majority of our reviews, you're going to see mention the guy by name. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think using using the tool, the culture that you've set up, where the guys are getting recognized for the positive reviews, um, planting the seed at the home, and really letting them know, look, I'm going to need need you to you know share some feedback with me, and you as the owner being personally engaged in every transaction, um, that's just phenomenal for for a company of your size to have 500 plus online reviews, and uh, you know just both. It bodes for where you're headed as a company. I think you're, you're just at the tip of the iceberg here. Yeah, and when I say I'm involved in every transaction, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm trying to get away from that, but I'm just saying is I'm always available to my guys. I'm not, right. you know, I have an open door, I mean, an open phone policy. They call me, in fact, they call me too much, but, you know, if they, if they, if they have run into a problem or they're, they're sensing something about the homeowner or something's not right or, you know, whatever, I mean, they got, they got the, direct line to me. I am a good plumber and I can help them solve that problem. And, you know, that makes, a, that makes a big difference because, uh, they're not allowed to just tell the, tell the folks, well, I can't figure it out and leave. And, you know, it makes, makes a big difference for us. Right. So, so what other, what other types of marketing are you guys doing? You know, we tried radio for a little while and, um, you know, I, I went on fiverr.com and I bought a, I told the, the girl that, um, you know, how I wanted the jingle to go. And I, I think I paid $35 for it. It's a good, uh, it's a good jingle. And we tried radio for a little while and I did not, um, I, I'm a cheapskate, you know, basically <laughs> my, my background is, um, you know, with, with me falling hard in 2009, I value every dollar that I have and, yeah. and I'm not willing to waste money on marketing. And the moment, you know, when I'm, I'm spending a thousand dollars and I'm getting like one bad call out of it. I, I don't care how long they say it takes to work. I'm not willing, you know, I, I could, I could do better taking, getting some college kids and, and paying that thousand dollars and having canvas and neighborhood handing out business cards. So that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of how I'm viewing radio right now. And I may, maybe I'll go back into it one day, but for me, I just don't have money to lose. Yeah. So we tried radio for a little while. And um, despite what the sales lady had told me, I, I got out of it and um, I still have my radio ads. They were really good. Everybody said they loved them, but it doesn't matter to me. It's a, you know, it's a, I'm not in a position just for branding. I want, I want the phone to ring. So I, I would rather take my marketing dollars and put it towards something that the phone would ring. Um, okay. Of course we do internet. So, yep. um, well, uh, you know, being that I had to start this business back up on a shoestring with no capital behind me, I, uh, I was listening to your podcast and I bought Josh Nelson's book. And, uh, I know. <laughs> so I bought Josh's book and I did everything that he told me to do in that book that I could do. So I would work real hard. I'd work, you know, you know seven o'clock to seven o'clock at night. I'd, I'd get home, take a shower. I'd sit down with my laptop and I would build my drag and drop web website. Um, I would try to reverse engineer other people's websites, did everything you tell me to do in the book. And, and lo and behold, in a couple months I had first page ranking. Nice. And, uh, it's, it's not, it's not because it's not that I don't believe I should hire somebody else to do those things, but I just didn't have the money. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the, a plumbing business is, will suck every bit of cash out of your pocket that you can imagine. It's, 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 it's a very cash intensive business. So anything that I could do myself, I would. So I, I read your book and it, it, it did wonders for me. So I, I have uh, still have first page ranking for most of the uh, keywords that nice. I want, but I'm I'm going to be honest with you. 
unless you're willing to stay up till one, two o'clock in the morning, you need to hire that out. Um, I was, uh, it was desperate times, call for desperate measures. And I knew that that was the way the world was going. So I, I put in the hard work and, um, you know, it changes all the time. I, I don't even know whether or not I have first page ranking on some of those keywords because the algorithm changes so much, but, um, I don't have time anymore to do those things. I did back when I was one, one truck, but now um, I'm, you know, running a million dollar plus business. So mm-hmm. I couldn't do that again if I wanted to. But that's awesome that you were able to take, take the information, execute and implement and, and get the result and uh, it's still paying dividends for you. So that, that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I had to do it and I was willing to put in the hard work and do the hustle and, um, and, you know, you had it out there and I, I, I bought that book and it, it, it did wonders for me. You know, I'm, I'm pretty tech savvy though. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, like I said, it was a lot, it was a lot of tedious work and I'm not a good writer and, um, you know, I am artistic, but I'm not a good writer, but it, it really paid off. Um, let's see what other, some other things that we do. We do, uh, we do a lot of Facebook ads. Okay. Yeah. I took a page from your book. We tried to do a little bit of content marketing, um, which is really counterintuitive to the older people. I tell about that. So when we tell somebody how to fix their garbage disposal, it blows my uh, grandfather's mind. He, he doesn't <laughs> understand why I would tell somebody how to fix the garbage disposal, but the, you know, the information's out there. It's out there for anybody that wants it. So they might as well get it from me. Uh, start to trust me because when they, uh, they might fix their garbage disposal, but they're not going to try to fix a slab leak and they're not going to try to uh, um, replace their sewer main. So right. I'm the guy that they have at the top of their mind is somebody that's willing to give them free advice. And it's, it's uh, it, you know, it's, it's it, like I said, the information's out there. So if you're not doing some form of content marketing, you're a fool because um, you need to position yourself as the expert in your area. And that, that usually is going to take giving away some information. So did you do that in the form of videos? Did you do that in the form of how-tos? What kind of content? Yeah, we just do that. We do that in videos. So we'll do it. We'll do it. You know, um, I have my 16-year-old son edit the videos on Adobe Premiere. Nice. And uh, they're they're not very good. Uh, <laughs> but, the, you know, you, you don't necessarily need to wait until you can have everything perfect. Sometimes you just need to come out of the garage with your uh, – half done car so you can get somewhere Absolutely. Uh, instead of wait until it's, it's, it's until wait until you can have it professionally polished. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not scared to bring those things out there and um, you know, it, it will we'll run those Facebook ads sometimes and, and people, you know, we'll get a ton of views. We don't get necessarily any direct calls from it, uh, but it's a branding move and Facebook ads right now are extremely undervalued. Yeah. And they're going to be a lot more expensive down the line. So again, uh, why waste your money on radio if you can if you could spend twenty dollars and reach twenty thousand people with a Facebook ad? You need to do that instead. Sure, I look at it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so when it comes to the internet, you know, it sounds like you do a lot of it on your own with the uh, SEO side, getting the website set up. Or do you play in any of those paid online directories? Do pay per click? Talk to me a little bit about the, the internet marketing. Yeah, pay per click. I, I I haven't figured out pay per click yet. I'll, I'll blow through nine hundred dollars on pay per click. It'll drive me insane. We'll get one bad call out of it, and uh, I I just can't I can't do it. So I'm gonna need to farm that out. 
uh, right now we're, we're busier than we can stand. I don't really have a need to do that. I, yeah. I know we're going to need to do it down the line. I may, I may do the Google home services. I don't know. I, uh, some industry professionals are saying that we need to boycott that so that it doesn't have any strength, but uh, I'll make that decision on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I tried pay-per-click. I, I, like I said, I can't, I can't let that money go. I, I have a friend of mine spends nine, $10,000 a month on it. And I, I don't know how he does it. And uh, for me, it, a lot of times it's, you know, I, I don't think it's always good to attract the, a person that's just flipping through the phone book or, or just trying to find the first person to answer the phone. It doesn't always attract the most ideal customer. Mm. You know, um, while a lot of companies are centered around emergency work, we're, we're not necessarily, we, we handle emergencies, but we're not always trying to get that emergency because um, we can't always get there right away. We're yep. going to take care of the people we always, we, if we already promised somebody we're going to be there between one and three, we're going to be there between one and three. And if there's an emergency down the road and we can't get to it, we're going to be honest with them and tell them we can't get there for a couple hours because we've already made promises to some other people. And uh, that may hurt my profit in the long run. I don't know. So, so for the most part, for you, it relates to internet, it's, it's organic, right? You're talking about organic SEO um, yeah. content. Yeah, it's organic. Like I said, I, I haven't been able to figure out the uh, the, the pay-per-click. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hire that out one day when, when the time comes if I need to work. And um, so we we, uh, we haven't done that. We, uh, we're we on HomeAdvisor. Okay. I, I don't recommend HomeAdvisor for anything except for super large projects. So uh, we've had success with um, shower replacements. Okay. Uh, I've had no success with anything having to do with a running toilet or a drip or a clog or faucet that's uh too competitive a market and as far as i'm concerned if you have somebody that is going to home advisor to to fix a drip on their faucet when you know instead of just googling a plumber that can fix a faucet that to me tells me something about that person mm-hmm. they're 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 just shopping around for the cheapest price we're, we're not the cheapest provider but with the larger projects you know we we do We've had a lot of success with shower replacements. Not everybody in our area wants to do a shower replacement. We find them to be, it to be profitable work. We have guys that are good at it. It's a large ticket item. And uh, basically the way I feel is maybe we're not competing with a whole lot of people on there. So that's been something where we can get our return on investment. So if we get a $5,000 job from HomeAdvisor, that can pretty much pay for the service for the whole year. So right. uh, again, like I said, it's good it's good for um, it's not good for every job so just just figure out what you want to do I think it would be good for sewer line replacements in other markets mm-hmm. those are large ticket items very profitable work but we don't have that advantage here because our utility company will replace your sewer line for like a dollar a month Wow so that's a profit center in Myrtle Beach that's just not necessarily available to us as it is in other markets. So that's a, that's a pretty good tip. You know, if you're going to play the home advisor or the pay-per-view game, you don't have to buy all the leads. Like choose the category either that you, you like that or your best setup to fulfill or that just have the highest transaction value and focus your, your pay-per-lead on, on those types of services, I guess is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, yeah, we, we did, we participated in Thumbtack a little. And again, it was, a, it was a lot of, you know, our time's valuable. You know, you only, you only have eight to 10 hours in a day to get everything done that you need to. So if you're chasing people around um, for, for a low transaction or a low dollar transaction, it's, it's tough. You know, I'm going to let somebody else play that game. I think it'd be great for people starting out. We did e-local for a while. 
Um, there's something about eLocal. You know, eLocal shows up in the uh, search results. And for me, what I'm figuring out, it must be that when people Google affordable plumber, cheap plumber, that's what shows up because that was all the calls that I got. Mm. I mean, it was just tire kickers and people that would argue with me about, um, you know, when I quote them a price, uh, you know, I, I'm willing to quote somebody a range of price um, for, for a service uh, just because I, I don't want to waste their time and I don't want them wasting mine. And, and I do know the answer to that question because, and I do answer the phones in my business. Um, I have found that eLocal wasn't, wasn't a good investment for us. You know, at the cost per lead, it wasn't, wasn't worth it for us. Okay. Excellent. Well, I think that, that, that probably pretty much covers the, the internet marketing tactics that you employ. Is there anything else you want to make sure we talk about? Yeah. Um, you know, a friend of mine in Charleston, South Carolina showed me a ninja move. He, he's buying the, um, He's buying the um, community groups, the buy and sell on Facebook. So you got the, you know, we're in Horry County. Uh, there's might be Horry County buy and sell on Facebook where everybody um, sells their stuff. It might be 40,000 members. He's buying those groups. Hmm. And I started, I, I didn't buy any. I'm, uh, like it, um, he's buying those groups and he's marketing to those groups um, every now and then as the owner of that site. And he's getting, uh, you know, he'll put a video out and he'll get, you know, 10,000 views from everybody that saw it. And, wow. you know, he didn't necessarily have to pay for that. He has the one-time payment when he bought that. He uh, just bought out that group that already had all the people. He bought it. Yeah. He bought the admin rights to the group and he puts his brand on it. And uh, I'm doing the same thing, but I started my own group. So, you know, the group I started may have 800 members now, but it's okay. You know, you, you'll find people's interest. So that's a, a ninja move I plan on. Uh, yeah, you can't bombard those people. They're going to realize it's your, but you know, anything you can do to help. Uh, that's, that's one thing we get a lot of work from, uh, uh, in terms of marketing, we get a lot of work from church, Bible okay. studies, uh, you know, things I attend when people see you every day, see you every Sunday that, you know, we, I, I have a, um, you know, we track all our marketing and, you know, I'll, I'll look and, you know, 50 or $60,000 worth of work came from church referrals. Um, I don't do BNI. I don't have time to usually those meetings are at seven thirty in the morning or eight thirty in the morning when my phone's ringing the most. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I don't have time to listen, uh, to somebody give me a, a seminar on their juice that they're selling. And so I, I find, you know, I already go to church and I, that's not why I go to church, but that, you know, we get a lot of referrals from there because they know that we're, uh, you know, we're a family and I'm genuine and I'm not out to rob anybody and I just want to do a good job. Yeah. So they, they already have that real life trust factor with you. Yeah. Uh, we've done some direct mail. Um, Again, my cheapskate side goes in there. I know you're supposed to do three mailings to the same place over and over, but you know, I'll send those out and I'll spend some money and, and the amount of time and everything that it takes, I, I don't really get the return on the investment that I like to see. And uh, it's discouraging. So I, I'd rather put my time and energy into something else for now. Okay. Good stuff. I and mean, you've, you've got a great marketing mix. It sounds like you're really clear on the things that, that work for you. And if things that you might explore in the in the future, um, anything else you want to cover on this topic of the of the media that you use? No, I, I think I, I think I pretty much covered it. I, I'm sure I missed something else, uh, but you know, like I said, I'm not willing to lose money. Um, I don't I don't have it to lose, and I'm not I'm not going there. So, yep. I try to I try to do things that are effective. So then, of all of those things, which ones? seem to drive the most lead for you or that you feel are just the most effective? Oh, internet. Okay. 
internet internet by far brings in the most um and i i th i think most of it's from our google maps mm. um you know with the 79 google reviews there yeah uh, i think that helps i think it helps our ranking but we i think we have a decent website and again like i said i, I concentrate on that risk reversal and and all of our messaging is about trust and you know people getting to know me i have a video of myself giving some free advice and things so they get to see things and you know, I would, I would advise anybody out there with the, with the website, with the stock models on there, you know, the guy uh, in a blue jumpsuit holding the pipe wrench backwards, you know, get rid of that stuff. Get your guys on your website, get a picture of yourself on there, you know, let people know they're relating with a real person. And so we, we by far get the most calls from the internet and I, I have your book to thank for that <laughs> and all this, uh, you know, but like I said, I mean, you can have, be ranked first page but if your website's crap and it doesn't have a message for the people um you know it's not it's not going to do any good if your phone number's down the bottom in the number eight font it's it's no good you know you need to have it big and where people can see it and know to call it right away yep and I'll, I'll link the christian's uh website on here that way you guys can look at it and the one thing i'll say is it's very authentic like, like he said you can tell Christian's the owner of the company, and you can meet the people that work for the company, and it's just real. And you know, that's the biggest thing that's going to make your your website resonate with your customers to be authentic, as opposed to be like he said that that stock model. So, so kudos. I'm glad to hear the internet is driving uh, a line share of your lead flow. Yeah, we do. So we do get calls from the Yellow Pages, Josh. I would be want to let you guys know that the Yellow Pages is not dead. I'd say we get at least one call a day from it. Nice. We have a we have a two page ad. We pay I think seven hundred dollars a month from it. Okay. It has senior discount written straight across the top, uh, in big red letters. It has a picture of myself there. It has a promise, a handwritten promise from me that we're going to do a good job and you have nothing okay. to lose doing business with us. We uh, you know, we talk about our awards, our Angie's List uh, Super Service Awards. The seniors really seem to resonate with the awards. Hmm. Um, you know, we have coupons in there. We have uh, just Whatever, whatever we can do in that ad to, 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 to make them choose us over the other options that are in that phone book, we do it. Nice. And like I said, it's a, it has a picture of me. I may be the only, one of the only guys in there with a picture of the owner, and it says this is the owner. And, you know, um, nice. it's, it, there's, a, there's a personality attached to, to the brand. Yeah, and I find that that's, that's often the case, right? I mean, people think Yellow Pages. I don't look at Yellow Pages. They think it's completely dead, but, you know, in certain markets – People still have the yellow pages. They still reference it. So as long as you're tracking and you know I'm spending X and I'm getting this in return, you know, keep the advertising active as long as it's working for you. So that's that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's our market, and, and uh, you know it's uh, it, it, it works for us. And like I said, it generates that phone call, mm -hmm. and it generates the person that's chose us because of our message. And like I said, that's why I don't necessarily like I said I don't want people just. Uh, going through all the phone numbers, whoever answers the phone is the one that they pick. Like I like the people that have done their research on us and, and make an informed decision about us. I think they're a lot easier to, uh, to, to close with, uh, you know, when it comes to selling our services and, you know, they trust us already. Absolutely. Yeah. Great, great point. So are there, are, are there any training organizations that have helped you along your way? You know, there, there's so many great groups and training organizations in this industry. Uh, are there any that have resonated with you or have helped you? Yeah, um, uh, Service Roundtable is uh, best $50 a month that anybody can spend. 
Um, they got all the marketing material on there that's um, kind of prefab for you to use. There's an idea exchange on there that I'm pretty active on. A lot of great advice that's on there. And then they let you know about industry events that are coming up, um, you know, trade shows and Service World Expo. Uh, so, you know, that, that to me is a no-brainer. Uh, mm -hmm. We were part of Plumber Success International at one time. And, you know, I learned a lot from there. I, I didn't, uh, I was unable to see the ongoing value of being part of that. Um, I did see the initial value of it, but I, I'm, I'm just somebody that consumes information. I devour it all. And, you know, if, if you don't necessarily have anything, if I get the punchline, I'm ready to move on. It's basically mm -hmm. it. You know, I, I, they have a lot to offer. I, I I'm not part of it anymore. Uh, you know, I may, may join back up in the future. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, but, um, you know, for now I'm not part of that. And I think, um, I think with the amount of information, especially with things like podcasts that you do, Josh, and the, the amount of information that's out there for us, um, you know, uh, a guy that's tech savvy like myself, I, I, I'm able to find a lot of that information that's taught in those groups. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, the most beneficial, you know, I'm part of the, a lot of forums on Facebook with owners. Those are, mm -hmm. those are very beneficial. I'm learning about some new services that plumbers offer. I'm wanting to get into just by being part of uh, those roundtable discussions. Yeah. And, uh, but the, the most beneficial affiliation that I've had is, is, is uh, talking to other business owners. Mm. Uh, that first phone call to Kelly Russum was a game changer for me. Um, I visited a shop in upstate South Carolina of a very, um, a very polished company. It's been around for 35 years. I mean, they are just, they're just, they do everything right. Um, I was able to go there, ride with one of their techs for the day, talk to the owner. And it was all because I wasn't afraid to ask. Mm. Um, I was able to visit Mark Larkin in Las Vegas, um, nice. listen to his podcast. He said, anybody wants to, you know, uh, wants to reach out to me, they can. I reached out to him. He sat with me for a couple hours. I learned how he did business and his business philosophies. And, you know, learning from all these guys, you, you kind of can figure out where you want to be, where they're at, and how, how, how you can make your own company and meet in the middle somewhere where you're, you're, you're a little bit of them, but you're at, you're, you're, you know, you have your own business philosophies too. Um, and that, that's been great. Um, just, just I think, I think that that's awesome. You know, and something that a lot of the listeners can learn from is just be, you know, take the risk, right? There's a fear of reaching out to somebody that was on a podcast, somebody that published, you know, information, but if they're offering their help, Chris is probably one of the few people took the initiative and reached out and said, hey, you know what, I heard you on this, or I saw you wrote something about that. I was wondering if I could pick your brain. And uh, you'd probably be surprised how willing people are to share. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, their wife is tired of hearing them talk about the plumbing business. So when some, some dummy comes up to them saying, you know, I want to know everything that you know about the plumbing business and how much of a genius you are, they're, they're going to, they're, they're likely to tell you because, uh, you know, you're willing to listen and, you know, um, why not ask them? And uh, I've just found that people are very free with the information. You know, if you're not a direct competitor of theirs, you know, they, they want to, they don't want to see somebody else have them make the mistakes that they've made. Yeah, that's what I found. Awesome. So are there any other, you know, nuggets of wisdom you'd like to share? Or, you know, what would you say to that plumbing or HVAC business owner that's maybe just trying to get to the next level and not quite there? What would you say to that? Uh, that individual. Yeah, I say, um, 
you know, if you're a one man shop or see, I'm not at, I'm at a, I can tell you how to get to where I'm at as to get to the next level from here. I'm, I'm going to learn that. And hopefully I'm going to learn it from people that know what to do. But I would say fake it till you make it. Um, you need to start looking like a big company. You need to do the things. If you need to get a professional voicemail, go to fiverr.com, get, get a professional voiceover for your voicemail. Start looking like you're a big business, start acting like it, get the invoices with your brand and logo on there. Um, make those investments towards looking like a big company. Uh, so you'll start feeling like one. You may be able to start charging like one. That would be my advice for, for doing that. Um, you know, and come out of obscurity. Uh, there's a reason why companies that rely only on referral and word of mouth grow to a certain point. There's only so much business that that's going to get you. So um, it, it'll get you to a certain level, but it won't get you to the next level. So, you know, you need to start marketing. I would highly recommend getting your presence on the internet, getting it right. Um, and, and, and have that message out there and, and focus on the risk reversal make people know that it's safe to do business with you. And then not only that, make those promises, but actually be safe to do business with. Don't just promise it. Actually do it and, and stand by your word. Um, I would say invest in your men. Like, uh, you know, one of the messages that we had on the radio was our differences are people. Mm. Um, you know, you need to hire, you know, people want to know, how do you know when you when to get a next truck? For me, I get a truck when a guy walks through the door that it's worth hiring. Mm. I'll find him something to do. I'll start running pay-per-click at that point. So when I have the right guy, he's got the right um, resume, he's got the right attitude, he's got the right look, and he meets all that criteria, I'll go out and buy a van for him. And that's how, I, that's how I've grown my business. So it, it hasn't been that I bought a van and just desperately look for another guy. I'll find the business to, to, to meet, you know, once you get the right individual, come to your door. So invest in your people. Train them. Um, you know, talk to them. Treat them like human beings. I treat my men uh, as though it's a volunteer staff. Hmm. I, I do not feel like that they need me and I don't need them. You know, we, 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 this, is a, this is a volunteer relationship and I want them to work for me and come to work for me because they want to. I never ask them to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. I am a plumber. They get to see me down in the, in the trenches and I, I don't ask them to do things that are unsafe. And, uh, you know, I just treat them and, you know, Another thing is, is, uh, you know, these guys are not all about money. The money they're hoping is going to buy them some life. And, you know, they're, so that money, it's, it's not that they're all about the dollars. They're, they're looking to have a good life with that money. They're hoping that one day that'll buy them a good life. And, you know, you need to figure out, you know, you can't, you can only pay them what you can pay them. So you got to figure out how to give them some life and help them out with, with their life and, and their quality of life and their family time and, and weekends off and, uh, you know, different things like that. I, I think that's important because, uh, you know, turnover is a big problem in our industry. But if you start treating these guys like they're real human beings and they're not, you know, they're not a number, it, it'll make a difference in your business. And your customers will see it and that it'll reflect in the reviews. It'll reflect in the attitudes and it'll, it'll reflect in your reputation. Great stuff. Great stuff. You know, Christian, thank you so much for, for sharing today. I think, you know, you, you shared so many great ideas and strategies and some of the philosophy that's made you the success that you are. And I can tell you're, you're just getting started. You're going to go to a much higher I level. So, <laughs> so, I um, so awesome, man. Well, thanks for sharing. Great, great, great episode. Um, if somebody needed to reach out to you, would you be willing to take a call or two? Yeah, actually, uh, text message me at 843-222-0368. 
and that way, you know, we can, I can make sure that I actually have time to talk to you. I'll, I'll call you when, when I have some free time and that way I can give you the time and attention you deserve, but I'll be willing to help anybody uh, with what there are. I don't know everything. And, and, and a lot of things that I do are not industry standard and uh, make some guys cringe, but you know, I do what works for me in my market and it, it's working so far and we're making money. So that, that matters. Awesome. Well, that's a general offer we gave you his, his cell phone number. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast. Uh, be sure to tune in at plumbingmarketing.net for future episodes and go out, grow your plumbing HVAC business, accomplish your goals, and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks again, Christian. Thank you.